0: Welcome to Talking To Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chocolate Chip. I am a 20-year communication professor who doesn't profess to know at all about communication, hence the name Talking To Myself. Because trust me, I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. So I'm not only talking to you about communication, but I'm talking to myself. Welcome to today's episode where we're talking about our family. And, you know, talking about family, Chip, you did a good job today. Your feet, they only look halfway dirty, but not ashy at all. Did you Mm. notice that, Hanky? They just look kind of dirty. Let's told you. But just kind of ashy. So, I don't know when you took a shower, what, two days ago?
1: No, I took one or
0: time. Today? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you just, what, didn't use as much lotion or as much, I don't know. It's not, it's not looking, I mean, you, you getting there, but still, you know, I don't know a little bit more work needs to be done on the, you know, on the feet, but you're, you're getting there. It's not as bad as it normally is, but that's part of it. You know, just those family, those family things that we talk about. Those of you who don't know, these are my my sons. One is 23 and one is 15 and we talk about all things communication that a lot of people don't get to talk about. And since we've been quarantined, today we decided to talk a little bit about how family stories really aren't just family stories. I mean, they have a lot more involved in them that we don't always think about. And especially since we're coming up on Easter and Passover, some of us will be getting together with our families and we'll probably be sharing some of those stories again. And and I, I challenge you to kind of think about some of those old stories that you might be hearing tomorrow and kind of thinking about where that stuff comes from. So when we think about our families, you know, all of us have all these these different family stories that we've heard over time. And what we what we found out is that a lot of these family stories, even though we don't really realize it, they aren't just about recounting events over and over and over and over. They're actually about reinforcing shared goals, they're about about teaching, teaching values, they're about stressing all of our family concerns. Bottom line, they're all about keeping our families in check, you know, whether we realize it or not, that's what they're about. We tell these stories over and over and over really just to keep our families in check. So for instance, you know, there might be this story about, you know, your, your mom or your dad who walked all this long way to school up this big old hill and six feet of snow. And that's all done to maybe show you how hard they worked or the importance of hard work or they might talk about, you know, family identity and how so many people in your family were leaders and how they've done so much for the community. Or they might talk about how, you know, you don't want to be like Ray Ray because Ray Ray was this or Ray Ray was that as like a cautionary tale. So there are all kinds of narratives that are shaped and they're all done in a way to keep us from doing certain things. So when I think about some of my family narratives, there are a ton of them, But one that just kind of steps out for me, um, goes back to my grandfather who worked at a place called Delco and he did not finish school. I think he may have stopped in high school, maybe like ninth grade, but nonetheless he worked at Delco and when he got off work at Delco, he would go to the library and he'd pick up books, he'd read them. And he would, he figured out how to build his house based on that. So going to the library, picking up books, reading them, and that's how he built his house, from the ground up. So what I would always hear is, you don't need an education to know how to do stuff. And that's different from what a lot of other people would say, a lot of people would say, you need an education, right? People were always talking about going to college, getting some kind of education. My family was saying, you don't need to do that. You know, the knowledge is out there. It's about you wanting to get it, right? You can do this on your own. So what do you think about that? What do, When you hear that story, what does it kind of sound to you Like that my family was trying to reinforce to me at the time?
1: It's, to me, it seems like they were saying that hard work can come from anywhere. So you don't necessarily have to do what everybody else is doing to be smart or know how to do anything you can just do it your own way
0: okay i'll take that yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. okay what, are you, thinking? what are you
2: thinking yeah it's like uh just showing determination just you know just constantly being consistent and just constantly pushing just to you know get to end goal
0: okay i'll take it both those are great answers you know i didn't think about that you know my grandfather took him forever to do it because think about it he worked full time at delco raised four kids had a wife Took him a long time to do it, but he did it and he did it on his own. No one else helped him. He did it with his own two hands through using library books. And so when you, when I was told that, I remember thinking, God, that's horrible. That's a horrible life. Who wants to do that? I never wanted to do it, but somewhere in the back of my mind, I always knew that if you didn't want to go to college, even though I did, even if you don't want to go to college, you can be successful. So I've never been, even though I'm a college professor, I've never been one of those people who thought that if you didn't go to college, you couldn't be successful because I always knew that you could still get knowledge from somewhere else. Even though that wasn't my path or the path I wanted to take, I always knew there were other routes that you could go. So Chipster, what do you think? What's the story that you have that you would be willing to share with us today?
1: So my dad had told me that it was my grandfather's birthday party and somebody who, you know, the family wasn't cool with, was at the party. And I guess he had said something. And my grandmother, she was holding uh, this baby. And the man had said something to her. And my grandmother had fought the man as she was holding the baby.
0: Okay, so your grandmother was holding her baby. Right. Your aunt. Right. And this dude said something rude to your grandfather, right? Is that right?
1: To my grandmother. To the he he was there he shouldn't have been there okay he
0: just was in Barden right. and right. so she was trying to like hold it down right and say hey don't be coming in this party right and so while she's holding her child she fought this man she was fighting this man and did she win the fight or she won the fight she won the fight so she was holding the baby mm-hmm. this woman fought a man and beat a man yes okay so what do you think that means I mean what, what do you think that story is trying to reinforce even though they tell this story all the time what are they trying to like even though they don't even realize it. They're recounting events. But what is it really saying? What do you think, Hank?
2: I feel like it's like strong family values. Like, you know, you know, we, we've been growing as family and... You know, you're not just gonna walk in here and disrespect this family. So it just shows tough family family values.
0: Right, know? right, 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 right. You're not gonna come in here and just disrespect this family. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn into some kind of mythical figure. I'm gonna be a superwoman, and I'm gonna hold this baby right, right. while I beat your man ass and, and show you. I'm gonna show you better than I can tell you you don't come in this in this party and disrespect us, you know. And this is a story that, because what I do know about the story is that the baby she was holding is now almost 50 years old. So right. this has been a story they've been telling for almost 50 years about her. And so over, I mean, everyone knows this story because over and over and over, at least I think, they want you guys to know, your younger generation to know, hey, nothing comes before family. And if someone tries to disrespect this family, you better step up. Right. Because your grandmother beat a nigga's ass holding the baby, you know. So that's how important it is for you to make sure that you handle what needs to be handled and make sure that our family is taken care of and not disrespected. That's that's something. That's that's a, that's a very powerful... Ma- what did you think when your dad told you that story?
1: I thought it was funny because, like, that's not something like you really see, like somebody holding a baby and fighting
2: a grown man. But...
0: I mean, a, a woman fight, I mean, not just fighting a man, but like beating his ass yeah. while she's holding a baby. I right. mean, that's like the craziest thing ever, but it's like a true story, right. you know, that people, that they continue to talk about, for real. Okay, Hanky, what you want to talk about? What's the story?
2: So I have a story. I uh, was talking to my dad, and he gave me a story about my about my grandfather. So uh, my grandfather was, uh, he was born and uh, by his parents, and his parents were super young, so my dad said, at the time, his friends were super young and they, uh, they gave him to their, uh, well, his aunt and uncle to raise him. Uh, his aunt and uncle were huge on education and bringing yourself up and making yourself as polished as you can be. So he uh, he, he definitely got those uh, those traits and char- characteristics from them. Mm. He then owned, uh, didn't have that much money to go to college, so then he joined the Army to get the money th- th- to to attend college. Okay. And then um, once he uh, he was in college and uh, he reached out to his father and was like, hey, dad, uh, real old money, don't have any money really. So, uh, hey, anything to help? Uh, you know, can you send some money this way? His father said, yeah, I'll send you some money. I'll send you some money. And then uh, ended up sending him $1 mm, while he was uh, in college. So. Mm. Um, years went by, and uh, <clears throat> his father was uh, on his deathbed, get, uh, had cancer of some sort, mm. and uh, on his deathbed uh, he was like, hey son, you know, sorry for everything that happened, and, and my grandfather ended up forgiving him, mm. he actually forgave him for it, so, mm. you know, just, you know, mm.
0: huge. So yeah, he had a hard life, he, he worked for everything he had, reached out to his dad, dad you know, basically slapped him in the face by sending him a dollar. But at the end, you know, he didn't hold it against him. He forgave him. So Chip, what does that say to you? What do you think that, what's, under, what's the underlying meaning? Even though it's just a story, like it's recounting events, you know, that's what the family thinks they're doing, but what are they really saying?
1: It's, it's no reason to hold a grudge, really. I mean, his dad was not treating him right his whole life, and for him to be on his deathbed and to be like, I'm so sorry, and for his son to just accept what he was saying and to accept his apology, that's, you know, it's powerful for uh, Mm
0: real. It really is. You know, and even when I think about it, you know, Hanky, when when Hanky was born, when we brought him home from the hospital, the very first thing his dad did was set up a, a college fund because I think his dad always, his grandfather always told his dad that story about how important education was. And so they really, really, really believed in education. And so he always saved money to make sure he had money for education so he wouldn't have to call home and beg for money and ask for a dollar or anything because he was always gonna be well taken care of. And so education was always important. There was never gonna be a reason for you not to have money to go to school or need anything because that was a story that was always, always, always told and there was never a lack there was never a lack because that was something that was very important to the family and even though they didn't realize what they were doing when they were telling the story, they were really reinforcing this idea that education is important and that you should have everything you need to be educated, you know, so it's really, you know, when we think about this stuff, it's, 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 it's really powerful that we don't, you know, that we don't know how powerful these narratives are, how powerful these stories are, and how we tell these stories generation after generation after generation and how they really do shape our families and how they really do shape how we think and how they shape our values and morals. So I challenge you, this, this weekend when you're with your families and really, you know, forevermore when you're with your families and you're talking about these different stories, really stop and think, yeah, we're recounting events, but really, what do these stories mean? So thank you again for joining us for our our episode of Talking About Our Families.